Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. More importantly, our weekly LISC series continues. We are talking about the Long Island serial killing and the the investigation or the lack of the investigation going on. And it is uh, it continues. Our, our conversation continues. And I think uh, us, uh, along with others, are stirring things up and people are starting to have a dialogue on a subject that has uh, long overdue been uh, covered up and and untalked about. And recently, a, a gentleman said to me, and, and he later gave me some information that I think could be useful in the future, but he said, you know, the funniest thing, before we started listening to the series, uh, we thought it was cured. We thought it was solved that the you know, the 10 to 16 victims that were found on Gilgo Beach and Oak Beach in those areas, uh, we thought that the killer had been found. And I said, no, no killer has been found. It's uh, just what they would love for you to think. And they would love to um, point to it and, and, and just never have to deal with it again. And a big reason why is our county executive, Steve Ballone, and his appointed police chief at the time, they shut it down. They shut down the investigation. They covered this up. And that we know for sure. We don't know who killed anybody. And, uh, and we don't know who the, the, the murderers, you know, that's plural, I think, are. But we do know one thing. We know who covered it up. The county executive went in there and covered it up. And there's a whole sequence of events that we've talked about. And he put his handpicked police chief in, Jimmy Burke, who, of course, was later uh, sent to prison on the Christopher Loeb cover-up and the, uh, the abuse that he gave this, uh, this prisoner of his who had stolen uh, things out of his truck and, and of course... No discipline ever came to to Jimmy Burke from the county executive, Steve Ballone, or his now DA, uh, Tim Sinney, uh, who was uh, Jimmy Burke's boss for 15 months and did nothing against him. So, you know, again, uh, cover up uh, as far as you can look, as far as the eye can see. And, you know, one thing that that Ballone did successfully. He's a politician. I mean, he is a, out of everybody you've ever met, Ballone is a pure politician. He could care about nothing. He could care about uh, anything, any less than, than certainly solving this situation, but he's, he's a politician. And what he did, instead of disciplining Jimmy Burke, who he had direct control over, he went after the wounded Tom Spoder, who couldn't speak because he was under federal investigation for the cover-up of Burke. And, and of course, Ballone did a big, a, a big production in front of his office saying he's got to resign, he's got to do this. Of course, Spoda couldn't really uh, respond to it. While, by the way, uh, Jimmy Burke uh, stood there and, uh, and stayed in power until finally uh, the statement came out that uh, 
they mutually agreed for the police chief and uh, county executive uh, mutually agreed for him to step aside. No punishment for him until, of course, the feds uh, forced him into prison almost four years for Jimmy Burke. But now, as we as we start talking about it, things are developing and things that I've known for for years and uh, and just haven't put pieces to are coming to to me and to us you know, at the station and to friends and it is a flow of information like you wouldn't believe and a lot of it is on on Balone. and if you're just joining us just to point out why we're concentrating on Balone is because he lifted his head up a little while ago and said uh, i may run for governor in fact now he's saying that he will run for governor if andrew cuomo current governor doesn't run that he'll run for governor which is um, you know pretty unbelievable but what it does for us and for people that are interested in lisk it forces balone the county executive of suffolk county to answer questions like why and again i'm repeating but if you're just joining us you should know this why did you put jimmy burke in why did you put your buddy Jimmy Burke in and you were the only one that got to a point, Steve Malone, you were the only one that got to a point, a police chief, and you chose Jimmy Burke. Now, a little background on Jimmy Burke. There were internal affairs investigation and some people say up to 2000 pages of information on on Burke prior to Malone putting him in as hand-picked police chief. Steve Ballone put Jimmy Burke in. No one else did. Don't let him fool you with sleight of hand. He put him in. His buddy and Bobby Strickoff, his best friend's buddy, Jimmy Burke, he put him in. And there were 2,000 pages at least in the Internal Affairs Department complaints about Jimmy Burke. Everything from a prostitution ring that was going on to all types of situations with mostly prostitutes and, uh, you know, those violent episodes and all this. And of course, Steve Ballone chose to ignore that. It was also an anonymous letter, which we'll, we'll talk about in the future. I, I have a copy of that letter and we'll, we'll certainly talk about that. But again, Steve Ballone put Jimmy Burke in and the, the story that we, we hear, and this is, uh, you know, this is pretty good source that he and his friend Bobby Strickoff, his childhood friend that he grew up with, who was very, very close to Jimmy Burke, still probably very, very close to Jimmy Burke. The three of them uh, agreed that this would happen, and it happened without the prior knowledge of Spoda. I know that for a fact. Uh, Spoda didn't want him there, and Spoda was like a father to Burke. I mean, it's not that he would stand in his way. He didn't like the way it was done. They did it without his knowledge. And immediately, as we've said many times before, they kicked the FBI out. And Jerry Hart, the head of the FBI and former police commissioner, told us all that to Aaron Moriarty. So these are facts, right? These aren't, these aren't anything. Uh, this is not information that is disputable it these are absolute facts and if you notice steve Ballone has not said a word what i want to talk about this week is the relationship between Ballone 
and his best friend, childhood best friend, they grew up on Mossy Street in Babylon, North Babylon, that is, together. And they've been best friends this whole time and still very close friends. The, the relationship has been talked about and I've heard conversations from the closest people in their lives and the descriptive word that they use, that everyone uses to draw attention or to describe the relationship between Robbie Strickoff and Steve Ballone is sick. I'll give you an example. In 1997, I owned bars along with my, my friend Bill Bogart. We owned clubs, and a woman came in who had a relationship with Bobby Strickoff, and I won't give her up. You know, there's no reason. She wasn't a bad guy here. But she had said the relationship between Steve, who was a newly elected uh, councilman in the town of Babylon, and Bobby Strickoff is a direct quote, sick, 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 and went on to describe what really is a sick, sick, sick relationship. Guys, if you're listening out there, and I'm sure you are, Steve Ballone and Bob Strickoff, I would love for you to come on the show and dispute this, and I will... I will show proof. I will show, I will show you anything you want to know, and I will tell you specifically, specifically different people, close people in your life, and uh, and you could ask them if they've ever said these words. Now we'll move on from 1997. A friend of mine was at dinner with Strickoff and Balone, and someone very very close to the two of them. And they left the table together to go to the, the men's room, which, you know, and again, I don't want to stereotype or, or sound, you know, whatever, but uh, they, they often do that. They'll go to the, the men's room together and the, the individual female reached over to my friend and said, please stop this situation from happening. And the situation was Bobby Strickoff was going over to the IDA, the Industrial Development Agency in Suffolk County to work for Blown. And my friend said, well, why and how would you want me to do that? And she said, well, their relationship is sick. It's sick, their relationship. <sighs> sick relationship. And, and I've heard that before. And by the way, I've heard it many times before. But everyone calls the relationship between county executive and Bobby Strickoff. Sick. That's the descriptive word that they use. I'll, I'll go on. And I won't say who that is. It's someone very, very, I mean, as close as you could possibly get to one of those individuals. And she urged a friend of mine, someone I know, very, you know, someone who knew those two very, very well. Sick was the relationship they used. The, the word, I should say, they used. I'll move on. Someone who worked with them, both men, Bobby Strickoff and Steve Ballone, while Steve Ballone was a, a supervisor, town of Babylon, 
And that person said to me, and they knew him for years and years. And that person said to me, you know how you have friends and you say, boy, he's a, this guy's a sick bastard and some guy that you hang out with. And you say, man, he's a real, he's a sick puppy. He's a sick bastard. And usually it's an affectionate term where, you know, teenage boys are talking about that. And, you know, maybe this guy gets drunk and he yells crazy things out and public and, you know, teenage, other teenage boys laugh. Well, he said, that's not what I'm talking about. But these guys are sick, sick people. Sick, Frank, sick, sick people. And he went on to describe what he knew about the two. And again, let me, let me just say this. None of these are my words. These words that I heard in conversation, and I'll swear to them, guys, if you ever want to sue, I, I, would, I would welcome that. I would love to be deposed, and I would love to depose both of you. I think we'll get to the bottom of Lisk if I was able to depose both of you. Because Steve, the one thing for sure is you covered this up. And Steve alone, you went directly out of your way. Every moment, anytime this subject comes up, to cover it up. We don't know why. But a couple of weeks back on Jay Oliver's show, and I'll repeat this for those who don't know, a nurse from Northport, Margaret Besson, came on Jay Oliver's show. Not my show. Jay Oliver's show and disclosed that she was brought into the U.S. Attorney's Office four separate times on, you know, four separate occasions for about two hours or more per visit without an attorney. You know, she, they called her and they brought her in. And without an attorney, she went in and answered all their questions. And the questions were related to the killings on Gilgo Beach, Oak Beach, and one in Atlantic City of prostitutes. And again, not my words, Margaret Besson's words, on the record, on Jay Oliver's show, listen to it if you haven't heard it. It's pretty unbelievable. It's pretty shocking. And, you know, the fact that it's our county executive. And, by the way, a guy who is talking about running for governor of the state of New York. I mean, people have problems with Governor Cuomo. People are concerned about Governor Cuomo and, and groping and everything else. Well, guess what? As far as I know, no governor that we've ever had has ever been the subject of questioning from the attorney general, I'm sorry, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the U.S. Attorney's Office, Eastern District, four separate times, they brought this woman in, Margaret Besson, and asked her specific questions. Now, she won't say what she said to them. She just said what the subject is. That it's Gilgo, Oak Beach, and Atlantic City killings of prostitutes. And basically what happened afterwards, and I got this from retired feds, older gentlemen, and he said, you know, basically the, 
the Spoda administration, which we knew was Burke and you know Burke related, came in and they took the case and told the U.S. attorney that no, no, we're on these two guys, and it's true they were investigating Steve Ballone. It's true the the DA in Suffolk County was investigating Ballone and Strickoff on other matters, financial impropriety in the town of Babylon. Both men were being investigated by the DA's office because of financial improprieties in the town of Babylon and specifically the Democratic Committee of the town of Babylon. And we need to do a whole show on that. I mean, it's they, they had Bobby Strickoff dead to right. He was the chairman. And they had found, the uh, the folks over there had found that he was, uh, he was <laughs> got his hand caught in the cookie jar. I mean, to say the least, it was about 200 to 250,000 that, that he allegedly, allegedly, allegedly stole from the town of Babylon Democratic Committee. And, uh, you know, some people say it's much, much more than that. And he was, uh, he was caught dead to rights. The DA's office finally came in, and they were reluctant at first, which was, which was strange, because they were called by the members of that committee. And no one, I guess, knew about the relationship between Burke and Strickoff and how tight it was and how close it was. And Strickoff and Ballone, everyone knew that relationship. But, uh, you know, people didn't realize how close those three men were together. Burke was the wild card. He kind of kept his relationship quiet with the two men uh, for uh, for a while. And, and part of the reason was Spoda and part of the reason were other folks in the area that may have been uncomfortable about that. And anyway, so um, they I guess they held off as long as they could. And then ultimately they they raided the town of Babylon Democratic Committee and they took out the computers when Bobby Strickoff came there when he heard this was going on. Somebody had told him in the parking lot in in Babylon and he uh, collapsed to the ground. He he collapsed much like Dr. Hackett did when he uh, was asked about uh, the the women on Gilgo. But the difference was he probably faked that. Hackett was probably faking a um, heart attack or whatever it was. Bobby wasn't faking. Bobby collapsed in to the ground, crying. I mean, devastated because he knows he's dead to rights. He knows in his mind that he's going to jail and there's just no way around it. But, of course, Jimmy Burke had the influence over there and I don't even know why he was crying he and and acting like he did i don't know why he collapsed into the ground when that happened but many witnesses it's indisputable it's undeniable he cried like uh, you you know wouldn't believe and he collapsed into the ground i don't know why he did it because he had cover on the other end Maybe he just figured they never would do it. By the way, Steve Ballone, you talk about crying. He went to the people who made the complaint 
crying like I, from what I it was described to me, like a you know maybe an eight year old who is in serious serious trouble and is begging for his life, and he walked up to an individual, maybe maybe more than one, crying and said, "Please, please stop this. Get this." get this to stop. I'm sorry. I'm with you. Please stop this. And cried uncontrollably. Not tears in his eyes. This is Steve Ballone, the county executive. Cried uncontrollably about the complaint against Strickoff. Now again, I'll go back to our initial theme. The relationship between those two has been described by, I'm going to say, at least seven people that I know of. And I'd like to reiterate that these are seven people who are intimately close to those two men that know these two men better than any of you probably listening, unless it's <laughs> unless they're listening as well. These are the closest people in the world to Bobby Strickoff and to County Executive Steve Malone. And the relationship is always described in the same way, as sick. As some people say, sick, sick, sick. And by the way, this isn't hearsay, it's not secondhand. I've heard people, I've heard people say the words to me from back in 97 to now, but people describe the relationship as sick. And some sick, sick, sick. And the description of Steve Ballone's reaction to Bobby Strickoff's computers being taken out by the DA, by the Suffolk County DA, would back up that description of the relationship. Sick, sick, sick. When we come back after this, I'm going to go into this a little further, go into the two men. A little further and again it is uh, it is probably undeniable that Bobby Strickoff the best friend of Steve Ballone growing up and his current best friend the county executive Steve Ballone and his best friend Bobby Strickoff have what has been only described as a sick 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 relationship We'll come back right after this and we'll talk about, you know, more of and try to figure out why Steve Ballone, our county executive, has covered up, guys, has covered up a serial killing with the help of his handpicked police chief, Jimmy Burke. And I think you'll want to come back and hear what I have to say because we're getting somewhere. And I'm getting flooded with information. I appreciate everyone who's sending it. It's unbelievable. But we'll talk about this sick, sick relationship of Steve Ballone and his best friend, Bobby Strickoff, when we come back. We'll be back right after this with more from our Lisk series. We'll be back right after this. Breaking it down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down and back to our weekly discussion on Lisk, the Long Island serial killing. Frank McKay here, but more importantly, our conversation continues.
about the Long Island serial killing and the cover-up. Really, that's what we've been concentrating on is the cover-up. Because we don't know who killed these folks, these poor folks on the side of the beach. We just know who covered it up. That's indisputable. Our county executive, Steve Ballone, who's talking about running for governor, is the one who headed up the cover-up. And his uh, self-appointed dear friend, Jimmy Burke, uh, Chief Burke, because of Steve Ballone, and only because of Steve Ballone, and he appointed him in 2012. The investigation stopped, the FBI was kicked out, and you know the absolute bare minimum had been done involved in an investigation. Let me reiterate something that I've said all along. Our law enforcement in Suffolk County is fantastic. We have wonderful cops, men and women, that wear the uniform proudly, and they do their job every single day. But, but, the politicians, the politician cops, like Jimmy Burke, the politician in Steve Ballone, the top politician, Steve Ballone, Smiling Steve. They call him Smiles, by the way. I don't know if you know that, but he's got a nickname. They call him Smiles Ballone. And a little backstory on that. He allegedly, allegedly, allegedly practiced that smile because he's really not a happy guy. He's not a, he's not a cheerful guy. And he's a, by all accounts, a very disturbed individual and he had practiced smiling. And he's got a big, white, handsome smile. And, you know, he, he smiles. And if you watch him, and I guess especially now that we're bringing this up, if you watch him, just watch him after he passes you and watch how quickly that smile disappears. It's there. For, he's a politician. You know, it's a fake smile. He's a fake human being. And by the way, he's somebody that I've never had cross words with until I started asking questions about the serial killing, which is bizarre, but he started hating me even off air when I asked simple questions to friends, mutual friends of ours. What's going on with Gilgo? What's going on with Oak Beach? Doesn't everybody find it odd that that's where he got mad at me? from i wasn't saying why is steve covering it up i'm saying now why did steve cover it up now i say it even four years ago when i started talking about it i wasn't outright saying you know it's all steve's fault or, or whatever but in the beginning in 2000 and i guess 13 when somebody first came up to me and said steve's pissed at you stop asking questions about kilgo and the murders what are you morbid and, and I've said this before, but I'm going to reiterate. People say to me often that are mutual friends of mine and, and Ballone and Strickoff and Jimmy Burke, they have come up to me and said, would you stop? What do you have a morbid personality? Would you stop all of this crazy talk? Go back to interviewing the guys from Happy Days and MASH and arrested development can you can you just do, get away from this crazy stuff my god it's morbid you're so morbid and steve's pissed that's what everybody would say steve's pissed and in other words steve balone is mad at me 
for talking about Lisk. Eve, by the way, even before I did radio, I had a show on NBC nonstop. At that time, when somebody asked me, I never brought up the serial killing, never brought up anything like that. It was just celebrity talk and and, and interviews. And I had a, a show on CBS uh, on a bunch of different markets around the country on radio. And I never talked about Lisk or the serial. I never asked. I just was asking privately. And I said this recently because it hit me right around the, the time I spoke to Guy Malone again, the guy who discovered that Jimmy Burke had, and I mean absolutely had, a prostitution ring going. Not maybe, not kind of, absolutely. And, you know, he you know, really discovered this in 99, somewhere around that time. And it's been backed up by people on Jimmy's side uh, without question. He had a prostitution ring going. He was a detective, Suffolk County detective at the time, and and later took over rackets in the DA's office. And I was, I, by the way, I didn't know any of this. I was happy for him. I was happy for Burke. But Steve Ballone, years later, appointed him, and Steve Ballone alone appointed him to be police chief. Oh, I, did, I digress. What we're talking about here is the relationship between Steve Ballone and Bobby Strickoff and why possibly Steve would want to cover up the serial killing investigation and stop it in its tracks. Now, just a refresher on who Bobby Strickoff is. Bobby Strickoff say that, you know, I guess a weird little guy is what a lot of people would describe him as. And he is um, noted uh, among friends and without question noted to uh, to be into rough sex. And by the way, Bobby, if you'd like to sue me for that, I've got plenty of evidence. And yeah, you put it up. You put it up on your uh, on your your meet dot com or match dot com, whatever you said. I'm into rough sex, and I'm into S and M is what you put. You were called in by your boss in 2000 and yelled at and said, what are you, crazy? I mean, everybody got that and they sent out thousands of flyers. Bobby, do you think I don't have that flyer? Right, listen to that. Bobby, Bobby Strickoff. Wow. Well, I'm not going to read it directly because uh, we'll save that for another show. But Bobby, anytime you'd like to come on and dispute this, I... I, I encourage that are you going to say you were joking about it it's a weird way to joke on match.com or whatever the site is actually i know what the site i'm looking bobby i'm looking at it do you do you have any idea and i'm talking i the audience should pardon me for a moment here i'm going to talk directly to bobby and to steve Ballone. do you guys understand what i'm holding and what i have and what I want you to do, Steve Ballone, is I want you to stop the nonsense right now. And I want you to tell everybody, call a press conference like you did, showboat all you want, and tell everybody what you know about Lisk and why you covered it up. Why aren't you answering Senator Phil Boyle, the senator in Gilgo, you know, for Gilgo and, and the senator for Oak Beach, where these poor victims were found? Steve Ballone, come out right now. Come on my show. You know what I'm going to ask you. you have, you've had weeks to prepare. I gave you the questions. I gave you the questions. 
Why did you put Jimmy Burke in? Why did you kick the FBI out? Why are you covering this up? Why didn't you allow the police department? And by the way, Tim Sinney, your handpicked DA, why has he done nothing on it? Let me stay there for a second. I'll, let me let me stop talking to Steve for a moment and, and talk again to the audience. And let me let me bring up Tim Sinney. He is our current DA, and he's running for re-election this year. And I'll talk to you, Mr. DA. I'll talk to you directly. We are hearing, and everyone's hearing, that there is plans, there are plans, to come up with a, a patsy, a psychopathic patsy, to be unveiled right before election day, and everyone know that I'm, I'm talking directly to the DA, that right before election day, he's going to say, I caught him. I got the maniac that killed all these women. I got him. Elect me to another four years. And of course, if that person isn't connected to Burke or connected to Spoda or connected to Steve Ballone or Bobby Strickoff, we know that it's BS because they would have done this a long, long time ago. They wouldn't have stopped the investigation. So again, this is what I'm expecting Tim Sinney to do. By the way, you could look at the, the Duke rape case and what happened there. The DA running for re-election hurry up and, and convicted a bunch of folks that ended up you know, being, being innocent, but it was too late afterwards. He just basically said, oops, arrested some of the wrong people. And that's what I expect is going to happen this year. I can't imagine him getting reelected without doing that. So again, watch for that. Watch for that. Now, he could do the right thing, and he could step aside and let a special prosecutor well, let the feds handle it. Now, what I've been told is that there's no such thing as federal murder. And they're right. There's local murder. It happens locally. It's not, it's not a federal situation. But they can come in, and they have in many cases, of course. But either way, Tim Sinney is never, ever going to arrest anybody that could damage politically Steve Ballone, damage himself. I mean, Steve Ballone made Tim Sinney. Does everyone understand that? Steve Ballone made the DA. He said it. I owe it all to Steve Ballone. I don't know how he's going to react when national press picks up on Margaret Besson and several others that are coming down the line, by the way, let me repeat that. Several others coming down the line, I believe, in the next month or so, will be discussing their involvement in this case. People I don't know, but well, now I know them. But people coming out who spoke to the U.S. attorney or the FBI about Balone, Strickoff, Burke. And if you're wondering, anybody, what happened and why, say, six years ago, 
some of these folks were brought in and nothing happened. The district attorney's office, first Spoda, his, his folks, and they were all Jimmy Burke protégés who came, uh, explained to the feds that they were on LISC and they were all over it and that they were investigating different people, including, now I know this for a fact, including Steve Ballone, our county executive, and Bobby Strickoff, his best friend growing up, for many things. I'm not just saying LISC-related situations, but many things and financial things. Those guys have been investigated by everyone, the U.S. attorney, the FBI, and and DA's office. Certainly not Tim Sinney's DA's office. Uh, he would never, ever. I mean, that's his hero. Steve Ballone is Tim Sinney's hero and his his mentor and everything. He's not going after Steve Ballone. There's no way. Not for anything. But anyway, I know for a fact. In fact, so many people said, hey, is Ballone going to testify in the Spoda trial? Spoda McPartland. And I said, bet your house on it, no. And you know what I gave for a reason? is what everybody around law enforcement was giving me. He's under too many investigations. And on cross-examination, Steve Ballone would collapse. He'd be crying like he did that day that he was begging an individual and others to pull out the evidence that he had and the charge that he had on his best friend, who again, Descriptive words, sick, sick, sick relationship that Steve Ballone has with Bobby Strickoff. So they couldn't put him on the stand in the spot. Did anybody ever wonder if you guys are, are, are listening? Ballone came out. He did his big showboating. He wanted Spoda who couldn't speak. Right. He was his lawyers wouldn't let him speak. He was about to be federally indicted. McPartland, too. He came out. And he said, it's a crime family, it's this, all this showboating. And anybody wonder why Steve Ballone wasn't called as a witness? Wouldn't it be great to have the county executive who called them a crime family and in front of that jury? Wouldn't it be amazing to have him, polished politician, handsome politician, talking directly to the jury saying Spoda's a crook, he had a crime family, he had this, this is how I know. It, it's almost amazing that they didn't call him, right? Well, it's not because he was under so many different investigations. And Spoda's defense attorneys knew that. I know for a fact they knew that. I know for a fact that he was under all of these uh, investigations. So what are they going to say? They're going to say, Mr. Ballone, why are you under investigation from the U.S. Attorney's Office? Why is Bobby Strickoff under investigation from uh, the Eastern District? And by the way, I think also the Southern District. Why were you under investigation from the FBI, Mr. Ballone? Why did the DA's office have you and your best friend who you have a sick, sick, sick relationship with? Why did the DA's 
office investigate you, SPOTUS, which of course we all know, and, and while you listen as if you've been listening, no, it wasn't much of an investigation because Jimmy Burke had his influence there. By the way, Jimmy Burke has tremendous influence. His protégés are running Tim Sinney's office. So if that was a crime family, if Spoda's uh, office was a crime family, it was a crime family because of Jimmy Burke, right? I mean, that's what most people would think. And uh, he had his seeds and he had his tentacles all in there. Well, he's got the same thing in Sinney's office. All over there. I mean, the top guys in uh, in Tim Sinney's office are Burke-related relationships with, with Burke. You're not going to ever get anybody to investigate Ballone or Strickoff. Never, but the feds did not call on Steve Ballone in the Spoda trial for one good reason. They couldn't. It would be such a damaged witness. And Ballone wouldn't want to do it. He probably begged. He probably cried like he cried that day. I mean, physically cried that day. He probably, probably, probably cried to the feds, said, please don't put me on there. Look what they're going to do to me. And, and the feds knew they couldn't do it. I know this for a fact. I spoke to, I spoke to the feds that were on and around, retired feds, let me say. They couldn't. Ballone was so damaged. Or he would have been so damaged. He came out smelling like a rose because he didn't have to take the stand. If he took the stand, he'd be finished. It, it, you wouldn't, nobody would vote for him after he was under investigation. Spoda's lawyers knew, right? They knew what I know. They know a lot more. Well, they knew a lot more at the time, specifically the investigations than I know now. But yeah, understand this. Steve Ballone and Bobby Strickoff your county executive, my county executive, I voted for him twice. He's been investigated by every agency you can imagine. And the reason I believe that he's not in prison is because he was saved by people in the local DA's office and they got the feds out the same way they got feds out of uh, the feds out of uh, the, the Lisk investigation. And he got it here to the local DA, the Spoda administration, not Spoda himself, right? He probably could care less about Pallone, but Jimmy Burke and everybody around Jimmy Burke, everybody that Jimmy Burke made stopped Pallone from getting in trouble and certainly stopped Strickoff from getting in trouble. He was Strickoff was dead to rights, going to jail, going to prison. I mean, embezzlement. I mean, blatant. Oh, we'll do a whole show, or at least half a show, on the uh, on the Strickoff theft. Just uh, sue me. I want to depose you, Bobby. I want you to be deposed. We'll break this list case wide open. So, if you're asking everyone, what does the sick, 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 not my words, but many others very close to Steve Ballone, and very close to Bobby Strickoff, his childhood chum, his best friend now. What does all of this have to do with Lisk? Well, Bobby Strickoff, who is at 58 Savannah Walk, bought the house from Harry Feingold, now deceased, maybe, right? Now deceased for $400,000 more than it was worth. Harry Feingold, a pornographer, 
And again, I liked him from what I knew of him. I didn't know his past. I knew he was in jail for 10 years for drug trafficking. Somebody Bobby Strickoff admired, idolized, along with Peter Hackett, by the way. He idolized and still idolizes Peter Hackett, that, that weird doctor over on, on Oak Beach. But what does all this have to do? Steve Ballone and Jimmy Burke covered up any investigation on Oak Beach, Gilgo. What does it all have to do with it? I think, I think, if we ever get to depose Bobby Strickoff and Steve Ballone, that this whole case blows wide open. I'm not saying they did it. I'm not saying that they killed anybody. Steve Ballone's covered it up, and that's a fact. I'm not saying these two guys killed anybody. I'm not saying that. But I'm telling you, if I could depose them, if I can depose these guys, my lawyers depose them and ask some very basic questions that we'll be getting into in the next few weeks, if we could ever depose these guys, we would have the answers to Lisk, and I believe we would know exactly the folks who murdered these people. I'm convinced of that. It's my opinion. But guys, if you're listening, come on the show. Come on the show. You're both invited. You know what I'm going to ask you. Steve Ballone, come on. By the way, I've never debated anybody in my life. I've never done that. But boy, would I love to debate Steve Ballone. Does anybody out there think that Steve Ballone would ever get into a debate with me? He's got, he's got nothing to say. He can't possibly say this. He just has to hope that uh, enough people aren't listening or that somebody with a bigger audience doesn't come along and start saying the same things, asking the same question because he's finished. I mean, I think he's finished now. You think anybody think Steve Ballone's going to be the governor of the state of New York? Not unless he has some brilliant responses to Lisk questions and all of these that I asked. And again, his partner, his very close, very best friend. And let me kind of end with this. I'm not talking about a relationship, a friendship that grew up that is sick in the sense that uh, you know one appeases the other or one does that. What I'm talking about is two individuals who have absolutely committed crimes together. That is a fact. And by the way, guys, I didn't say it flippantly. I'm saying it as a fact. These two have committed crimes together committed crimes together. Uh, Macy's, you know, we'll talk about that. Macy's, that's what end, ended them up both in the military. Thank you guys for your military service, but I think you did it to stay out of jail. The crimes in Babylon, the Democratic Committee of Babylon, or whatever the proper name is, Bobby Strickoff, absolutely committed crimes there without question. By the way, the two men, from what I understand, 
had a allegedly, allegedly, allegedly had a big party when the statute of limitations, they think anyway, ran out on the Babylon case because they knew they were dead to right. That, that's the one where Bobby collapsed in the parking lot and Steve Ballone cried like a child. County executive Steve Ballone cried like a child begging the complaint, the complainant to pull back any charges and say it's not true and basically begging somebody to commit a crime themselves by lying to the, the then DA Spoda that Bobby didn't do these things. By the way, not my words, but at least seven people that I can, can confirm, and I mean absolutely can confirm, seven different people have said this to me. Bobby Strickoff and Steve Ballone, our county executive, have a sick, sick, sick relationship. We'll end there for, for the week. There's a lot more coming. I appreciate all the information coming. And Bobby and Steve, you have no idea. You have no idea what's coming up. Why don't you come clean and tell us what you know about this situation. Steve Ballone, why you and Jimmy Burke, your handpicked police chief, covered up the serial killing murders. What is going on over there? Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next week on our list series. And we'll see you next time on Breaking the Dalian.